I got Frost, Conville. Yo, yo, what's good? Good to see y'all. Um, you know, lots happened in the gaming industry over the last, I'd say, month. I would say it's kind of yeah. like Japanese E3, you know, Tokyo Game Showcase happened. A lot of cool things happened. Yeah. Um, if I could just go down the list of some stuff that came through, you know, we had Yakuza 8. It's going to be like a, a feudal Japan Yakuza game. We had Resident Evil Village DLC that was announced. And I know they have like a third person mode coming to the game as well. Okay. in HD collection. I think that's coming to um, coming to Xbox. It's coming to some other platforms. Yeah. Um, One Piece Odyssey, January 13th, 2023. Was there more information about that? Because I know they did an announcement in a minute, but yeah, so it's like a. I don't think we've seen anything else besides like mm. some gameplay here. Let me um, because I know mm-hmm. uh, like the other games. What was it? Fucking World Seeker. Right. That shit was not it. A lot of people did not fuck with World Seeker, especially <laughs> given like its mediocre presence. Because mm-hmm. I know they had other games too. Like was it R or Red for like the 3DS and PlayStation? Which is like a similar vein to, um, I would describe it like uh, Dynasty Warriors, but like more focused on having big boss bosses and shit. I only put it on 3DS, so that's my aspect on it. But like with the way that they're trying to show Odyssey and like obviously the big hype that we've gotten from Breath of the Wild and shit like that. Mm. I feel like they might need to show more because we only recently gotten stuff about Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, off of... uh, what was it the Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. that would happen a couple weeks ago? I think I would, yeah, I think I would also throw that that direct in there as well. Like that Nintendo Direct was, and the PlayStation State of Play, they, they, that was like a good kind of like, you know, balance because you know yeah. we had more info on Street Fighter Six, we had um, Tekken come back, and I think it was Tekken yeah. Eight, right? Yep. So we got Tekken Eight coming back. Let me check out some more, some more Monster Hunter games. Wulong Fallen Dynasty. That's like a yeah. another kind of sleeper hit that a lot of people are talking about. We had yeah, I was surprised because I didn't even mm. know it was coming out. It seems like it's a was it a Souls Born type game. Right, so yeah. I was surprised people weren't really on it. Yeah, it's like a Souls Born. Like I played the demo. It's it's like imagine Sekiro had a baby with one of those. Um, Old school, like Ghost of Tsushima type shit. Um, not quite Ghost of Tsushima. It's not as like, it's not trying to be as cinematic. It's very, it's, it's yeah. basically just like a uh, Sekiro with more focus on the feudal Japan style. Because I know that From Software did a lot more fantasy elements. Like Wulong is a lot more mm. grounded. I mean, Wulong reality. has some fantasy elements. Oh with yeah, like yokai and the divine mm-hmm. beast aspect of it. But yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just I like a like nice the, uh, type inclusion game. of Yeah, the inclusion of the deflect system and then also like the multiple weapons, mm-hmm. but having like special attacks with them connects to that soul's uh aspect and kind of differentiates it a little, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Cause I know from the demo there is a big aspect of like getting used to the combat and shit. Cause it was in that vein of like not forgiving, like if you fucked up. They would be on your ass. You would die quick as hell. Right, because there's a lot of um, 
just a lot of just different different like tools you can use like the combat isn't like i'd say dark souls combat is very simple but it's the enemies and their patterns that are hard this game it's like the combat is because team ninja that that's really what they're known for is like layered combat where you're kind of doing a lot of these cool different like you know button prompts for this move and that move like it's really kind of stretching you out it's like almost it's almost has the same type of depth of a fighting game a third person fighter with the amount of just different Mm. combos you can do but it does it definitely has a lot of um unique characteristics to it that i would say yeah also that aspect of was it the morale or whatever Mm -hmm. thing that was like had a counter at the bottom i forget i played the demo like a week ago or something Mm -hmm. and it had like that uh system where like after you beat a couple enemies it has this almost separate xp bar and like after Mm -hmm. a while when you get to a higher number you could do different type of upgrades or get different skills and shit and then that also allowed more elaboration on like how you play the game yeah that was um that was definitely a a standout over the last couple of weeks also you know we got resident evil 4 remake just the more updates on that as being you know probably the most popular resident evil game being kind of brought into the limelight um let me see if i can find some more yeah i think we got a lot of updates on a lot of things like i know a lot of classic franchises came to you know xbox for the first time like you know i was talking about sweet it in guilty gear came mm-hmm. through um there are some more let me see if i can pull it up now they're they're talking a lot about um you know Persona and I think Persona Five is coming soon to the platform. Yeah, they're releasing that on I'm pretty sure Game Pass. They're doing yeah, that, I think so. Obviously Royale, mm-hmm. and then uh, they've been doing updates for like the other series and stuff. Like I know uh, Arena got a rollback feature, mm-hmm. even though that was a while ago. But they've been making sure a lot of their newer uh audience members are able to play the games that most right. likely got them introduced to the series right we also got um blaze blue cross tag team tag battle special edition came to xbox danganronpa 3 um you know kuni um and a lot of these i think are coming to game pass in general yeah probably the main way that you're gonna do it right that's which is smart in general, just to have that, you know, hey, you probably aren't familiar. How about I just kind of show you this in this kind of uh because it's not it's not like low stakes because you still have to pay money, but it's still more uh I'd much rather try a game that I'm not used to in Game Pass than I would to pay like 30, yeah. 30 to sixty dollars for it. But yeah, I think out of those, um let's see. Um, a Uden Chronicles, Hundred Heroes. It's like a very similar vein of um, Octopath Traveler, which is cool because mm-hmm. Octopath just got its sequel announced yeah. at the Nintendo Direct. And Naraka Blade Point had some more updates, which is like a MMO fighting game. I think that's yeah, also I feel Feudal like that's Japan. Been purgatory, though. Yeah. Because I know that there's a lot of hype for it initially because of the. MMO like battle royale type of aspect to it and now right. it has different game modes like a lot of new uh I'm pretty sure it is free to play 
a lot of the new free-to-play Battle Royale games, but it just seems like no one really cares about it. And with the updates, we'll see if that has like kind of a resurgence, but mm-hmm. I honestly wasn't too interested. I liked the way that they were trying to like introduce new aspects to the Battle Royale yeah. genre, but they weren't really putting much effort into it from what it seemed like. Yeah, it felt like it felt like the entire budget went to creating the animation and art style and the kind of combat. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that really draws people in is the gameplay loop of like, what is the long-term success and what is the long-term goal that I want to achieve? You know, like in games like Fortnite or 2K that we play, it's like the constant grind to be in, you know, like just loving basketball and the kind of basketball cycle that keeps you drawn in or Fortnite, like the cosmetics and the, you know, the shooting and the third person elements of building and the, the world that kind of draws you in. Like this game, it feels very kind of simplistic and basic. So a lot of times it's like, I've seen people play it and it it doesn't call me in outside of those combat encounters. Like, I don't feel like I want to yeah. grind to get characters because it's like the skins aren't that much better than ones you get at the start, you know. Okay. And now I'm going to tell you what what came from the, 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 not the PlayStation one, the Nintendo one. Nintendo, they gave us Octopath, Pikmin 4, the yep. the name and release date of um the Kingdom Hearts not Kingdom Hearts Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom that's just supposed yep. to I think launch After a while too I think like supposed to launch like five thirteen twenty twenty three damn I um, thought it was January January for Kingdom Hearts or not Kingdom Hearts for, yeah Legend of Zelda I'm pretty sure it was January yeah, not I don't awesome. think so there is something that was coming out January let's see. Yeah, let me know while I'm looking at this direct info. Um, yeah, let me check that. Because I know the trailer they saw on their mind is May. May, May. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I saw that was fucking January. But um, mm-hmm. I know from the trailer that they were showing, it seemed like they had a lot of uh, interesting ideas. Because right. when it came to Breath of the Wild, you had the open world and you could do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And mechanics, especially with the uh, abilities you acquired from doing those temples and other powers puzzles Mm -hmm. but now they have like some sections where it's like free falling like i know there's Mm -hmm. some like floating islands uh, as some of the scenes or places and that's going to be interesting kind of like a skyward sword type vibe Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that uh coincides with like a lot of the different clips and just Mm -hmm. gameplay overall that it's gonna have and lastly from just a nintendo side you know we had bayonetta a little bit more showing yes, of that sir. game. We had a little bit more of I think it was another Kirby game that was announced, the uh, Kirby's Dreamland remake that I think it was from the Wii mm. era that's gonna kinda get brought up to the Switch. Um Tales of Symphonia remastered. Um yeah. we also <laughs> I don't know if you care about Just Dance twenty twenty three. No, I'm not tattooing on that not a I used to just be tattooing. I mean, uh, Rune Factory cool Three, like a party game. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's like a. Nobody even uses the nunchucks on the because nobody, nobody plays Nintendo Switch outside of handheld mode for real. There's that no point true. unless you have it like 
docked up and you have a pro controller, but besides True. that, yeah. True. I don't think I've taken my my uh my uh my controller pieces off in like over a year. Well, I've only had it for a year, but still. Um yeah, from the and then you know some updates on Fire Emblem that came out. Some updates. Nah, it's a new game, bro. New game. Fire Emblem Engage, yeah. It's a whole new game. It right. looks. Like, that's the funny thing. It looks exactly like the new game that came out the two houses, John. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole new one. It, and it, this isn't like the uh, Hyrule Warriors clone one, is it? Just like a different... nah. This isn't the uh, Muso type game where you right. just like go around beating mobs. You have a whole new story with the main character mm-hmm. and from what it looks like it's gonna just be a hash of like oh, i forget what it's called there's like a i don't know if it's traveler's gate but like an option and a lot of the other games where you could have characters from older fire emblem games come in and like join your party but mm-hmm. they're making that the staple for this game so you go and like you look at marth or ike and you can like use those people within your party so not just you like saying oh this is ike like you can become quote-unquote ike in a way or like mm-hmm. someone else in your party can become fucking cynthia or some other fire emblem character so it should be interesting to see who else they want to bring on and then the dlcs for it most likely will just be like unlimited if they keep on updating it mm-hmm. and on the playstation side so they're they were really really heavily focused on Japanese games, but they also had a lot yeah. of PSVR two stuff in there. So, you know, they started off with Tekken Eight. They started off mm-hmm. with Star Wars Enhanced Edition for PlayStation VR. This game called Demio. Demio. I have. I'm. I don't even remember that game. And Not it was the either. Sega. Um, it, it, they call it a spinoff, but it's the direct next game in the like a dragon universe for um yakuza and it's the ishin where it's like the feudal yeah. japan apparently it came out in japan though already like it's just getting released yeah it's just getting released in the western uh place and mm. the team uh rgg aru gato something yeah. uh they said they had the confidence to put it in the western market because of stuff like ghost of tsushima and sakura like with the more idea of like feudal Japan being the base of the game and stuff. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see that we're getting a lot more of localizations, especially of games that already are coming from a series that we have like some interest in. How long ago was it released? Cause it looks in terms of, graphics, I think it was like 2014. Crazy. I was watching nah, that's video crazy. that he played it back then. The graphics look crazy for if it was 2014 look content, good, they look amazing. Not even Unreal Engine 5. I think it's still Unreal Real Engine 4, which is like they doing their thing over there, RGG. Um, I don't know if you care about this, but Hogwarts Legacy um, that had a I little update care. there. I just don't know how they're going to actually do it. Me either. Um, that game is like it started off really hot for me. Like I was really into it. And now I kind of like fell off a map with it. Like I just don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. But we had Sin Duality. It was that mech game where it was like you had like your avatar that can float around it and you have these mech fighters. Uh Project Eve. It got its original name now. It's now it's called Stella Blade. Um, yeah, it's really thick as hell, bro. 
<laughs> hey man, it was crazy. Hey, I'm not saying it. You just got it, bro. That's you. And then they had the. Jeez, I, I don't know if you saw too. this one. This is another like feudal Japan one called Ronin, right? Rise mm. of the Ronin. You you saw that one, the snippet that they showed. I did. It had an interesting feel. It kind of was like for me like an Assassin's Creed type vibe, right. especially with the way that they were like moving around with the mm. like semi open world vibe, but mm. from like the slight bits of gameplay they showed within the trailer i'm hoping it turns out a little better like right. more leaning towards a sekiro or maybe even wulong where mm-hmm. it has that aspect of like you can do different things within the combat so you're not confined to just like mm-hmm. uh parry attack block type shit and then that game was like to me it felt more geared towards single player focus a little bit like it definitely felt a little bit more cinematic than Wulong or even more cinematic than a Sekiro so that's another one I'm keeping my eye on is like if Ubisoft screws up with AC Red if this can be like the direct competitor maybe on a smaller scale but it's just that kind of assassin shinobi mindset of kind of being in this world you know yeah and then of course God of War Ragnarok story trailer, yes, a lot sir. more cool things to see from that. And, you know, as to like kind of wrap up this, it's been like a cool, like I'm starting to enjoy the kind of rhythm gaming is getting into now. It's where it's like early summer, like the early part of the year, it's dead as hell. Everybody's playing all the games that are releasing. Then as soon as you hit June, you got E3, you got Summer Games Fest. Late summer, you got Gamescom and uh, whatever else people are doing during that time. Then in September, you got um, Tokyo Game Showcase. And then in December, you got the Game Awards. And it kind of feels like this entire kind of period of announcements and games. And so I'd like to ask you, out of that list of games that we made, what's your favorite? What are you feeling? What are you looking forward to? And a lot of, with a lot of these coming in 2023... Are you going to have time to play anything and are you going to be broke by the end of 2023? Oh, without a doubt, I'm going to have like no expenses right? because most of the games I want to play are probably going to be in that higher range. Like obviously God of War, right. that's going to be up there $70 price point. So like mm-hmm. that's already like a big chunk out of whatever I would be saving up for. And then given some of them others, like Rise of Ronin, which I'm kind of interested in, Bayonetta 3, I don't know if I am going to buy I kind of haven't, like, tapped into it. I've seen a lot of it, mm-hmm. but to, like, play it myself, it's something I'm still teetering on. Right. Uh, but for sure, what was it? For sure, God of War. Uh, God of War. Um, <laughs> like a Dragon, most likely I will. Right. Just given the like spinoff aspects, because most of the Yakuza games they do have like a underlying uh, plot line, like mm-hmm. like they all connect. But uh, given that it's like a spinoff, and then for the actual plot of it is going to be like a retelling of a historical figure, uh, Ryoma Sakamoto, which is not connected to any of the Yakuza people, but they're mm-hmm. like playing them essentially like kiryu is going to be playing ryoma which is going to be like interesting to see how they connect Mm -hmm. other characters to like the historical figures uh but that's 
really the only two I know for sure I'm going to play right now. All the other ones that have been mentioned, like Stella and... I know we haven't talked about Forspoken, but oh, Forspoken shit. I might look at. I forgot at. about that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but my God. For those two, I'm definitely going to get them. I'm not right. going to lie. Yeah, let me refocus my cam. Yeah, like, God, I'll, let him, I'll let it do his thing. Damn. Uh, yeah, John. Maybe, Just as after. dazed as you were when I said that. But, yeah, we haven't really seen anything like that trailer. That they came out for Forspoken got clowned because of the fucking 2000s ass uh, voiceover it had. I was right. like, oh, and now I'm in a strange place doing whatever, which is Hunger crazy. Games type but, shit. Yeah, but it's it's looking good. Like they really are using uh, the engine well because I know a lot of particle effects and like uh, just the way that games are coming out, they're really focusing on those details of like making sure it's spectacle. But it right. seems like it has substance, so we'll see what happens with it. Combat got to carry heavy for that one, because oh yeah, I would say you know, I'm like, I'm like so I'm like I have a weird relationship with J- Japanese games because it's like I've been I've been spoiled by the West over the last like mm. five ten years because when I when I was first getting into gaming, like I was heavy in the JRPG area, like. Cause I I'm, I was primarily a Nintendo kid, and I was doing a lot of I played a D I was on DSi, so I was doing a lot of like, you know, Japanese gaming, and I kind of just like I'm optimistic, but I'm also kind of like you know I keep keeping my eyes on Rise of Ronin, keeping my eyes on Wulong, keeping my eyes on Suikoden, I'm just mm. keeping my eyes on um, Octopath Traveler two. And I think like right mm-hmm. now I'm really just trying to find what because I I'm just so inexperienced in JRPGs that I'm trying to find out what type of JRPG is kind of called to me. It's like is it just going to be the AAA Final Fantasy real time Forspoken game where you just have all these particles everywhere and big budgets, or is it these kind of turn based pixel art games, or is it going to be some of these kind of like story based like um you know, you follow these characters, slice of life. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just going to keep my eyes open and whatever catches my eye is what I'm going to go to. But I would say, like, probably looking for, you know, some of those turn-based games to see if if those are kind of feeling my... Because, you know, these long travel times on, on, the, on the Metro got me wanting to play some. So I'm probably going to hop in there. And, okay. and of course, I mean, I would God say, War. Yeah, God of War, I feel like it's everybody's... Go to especially with the way that uh, quote unquote the first one did because you know it, it's first not the first God of War but it's called it it was yeah. it was heat I mean I don't think anyone expected it to be as good as it was especially given how the previous games looked and like how they felt I feel like right. it was way more of a niche group that actually played God of War but now it's like widespread definitely mm. a console seller so what, if they what do you do, think about it being right by it. Yeah, go ahead. It should be good. What do you think about people calling it a um a DLC? Because like you know, graphically mm. and graphically and map style, because it's like it's gonna be in the same place. And graphics yeah. aren't it's, a, it's not a significant graphical jump, but you know, it's been five years. What do you what do you, what is your thoughts on that? Would you call this like a 
an overhyped DLC or would you say like, nah, they deserve their respect? I'm going to say that it's going to be worth the $70 because in the case of it being like a continuation on literally like the ending of uh, the God of War game, Mm -hmm. it's going to have those aspects where you probably wouldn't have been able to do it last game. So that I would see would probably be like DLC type stuff. But I feel like the story they're going for and the scale that it might actually be on is going to be worth the actual uh, deviation from the main game. Because for Ragnarok, like the whole event of it in the mythology, it's a very big and important uh, situation. Like, it's not just like, oh a god dies and then gets reborn no like the whole world ends Mm -hmm. and then it restarts so (laughs) if they can do something on some type of scale similar to that Mm -hmm. and maybe tie up some few loose ends here and there Mm -hmm. i would say it it shouldn't have the name of being a dlc Mm. i'm like yeah like i saw that online and like i was just the way i was thinking was like maybe in gaming we've just hit that point where it's like it was like it was like that point in the the Xbox One generation where we got to I think like year I think because Xbox was 2013 PS4 I think was the same year where it was like by the time we hit 2015 16 where it's like Uncharted 4 and Bloodborne came out and we're like oh my god look at that I think by that point we had hit like the peak of graphics for that generation like a couple years in developers knew what they were gonna do. And now it's just about art style. And I think overall, based on their story, as long as they, you know, do enough to add to the world that they're in, because, you know, they are going to be reusing a lot of the same map because it's the same area, yeah. the same like realm, you know, saying there is a lot of because when I played it, there is a lot of, you know, places that you could not go. You couldn't go to um, I believe you could not go to um. I, Asgard, you couldn't go to of course not. some of the other realms. I can't remember the, off the top of my head, but like hopefully they open those up and then they add to the realms that we already went to. Cause that was like a yeah. big thing for me was that once I got to like hour 15, cause I've, I played, I did it like, I had played like 30 something hours after I got to hour 15. I was like, all right, I'm, I need something else, bro. But overall, like I probably won't pay 70 for it, but like, even if I could get like ten bones off, I think I cop it at sixty. But I don't know if seventy, based on like you don't know if seventy is worth it. Yeah, because like when I'm thinking about it, is it's a good game and I enjoy it and I feel like it was like it did what it needed to do. But you know, I needed a little bit more out of that game for what it gave me. The story was cool, but if we're being honest. It really was just a big ass fresh quest. Yeah. And when you realize the thing is it's like it's hard to kind of play the game when you realize that. Like when you realize that it's really just like you're like when you feel like you're getting to the end and things were too easy, you're gonna go back and have to go backtrack and do something else. And mm. that was what's hard for me was that I realized early on that, oh, this is what this game is about. And it kind of ruined what my experience after like hour 15 where I was like, all right, I'm kind of seeing the same things over and over. We're going through the same areas and 
the combat is is good, but it wasn't good enough for me to be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to enjoy this even if I'm going to the same places, you know what I mean? But if they can diversify a little bit, I'm definitely going to be locked in at like 50 to 60 bones. I feel like it's well deserving of the 70. Mm. Just given off of like what they're trying to do, like tackle right. with the Ragnarok uh, idea and event. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they release anything more. I mean, we still got some time before it comes out, so they might do some uh, new trailers or maybe a little more gameplay just to fully get that uh, hype to come in. But mm-hmm. if they they do their thing with it, I feel like it would be worth it. You did their one? I'm not day not day one. Not day <laughs> one. I'm, I'll give you probably a week just to All make right. sure like I have enough time to play it. Because right. day one, I feel like I'll just have it in my like backlog. I don't think I'll right. be able to play it off of release type shit. All right. So now this the, this is the topic that I want to talk about for a minute because this was like mm. this is a long time coming, bro. And I think you know what I'm talking about, bro. GTA Six leaks, brother. I don't. Okay. This is crazy. This is crazy. So last week, I don't remember what day, but last week, you know, regular day, we chilling, relaxing, hit the internet like I normally do. And somebody leaked over 90 gameplay documents and screenshots, videos of GTA 6 pre-alpha build. I'm talking about like, um, you know, some cutscenes, missions, dialogue, shooting mechanics, you know, scripts. And they just, they recently caught the guy. So it was a 17 year old kid from the UK. He's in custody with like the international police or whatever. But did you see the leaks and what do you think of GTA six? And when do you think we're going to get that mug? I saw one leak. Cause I personally, yeah, I personally wasn't (laughs) like, bro. I saw like 80 of them. I didn't, I didn't, think it mattered enough because obviously we already know gta 6 has been in the works for so long and it's pre-alpha like you Mm got to think about that like that means they still probably have another five maybe maybe seven years before they're even gonna like start to get an actual release date bro and it's five to seven years i feel like that's the reality especially with the push or not pushback but the um the release of the leaks like I feel like they don't have a lot of backlash because they got to tighten up on that and still work on the game, which is most likely different areas. But, like, I feel like that's going to add to the uh, timeline for the game. But I'm mm-hmm. excited. I mean, I, from what I saw, it looks good. It seemed like a more polished version of GTA Five, which I think is everybody's idea of what it should be. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they are sticking with the idea of having it be a female protagonist. I didn't see anything else about that. It's dual. It's two. Places. It's two of them Johns. Okay. A girl well, named we'll Lucia and a guy named I think Jason or Jacob. Mm. Um, I mean, I won't spoil cool. anything. I mean, we I already, saw hella stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because we had the three uh, quote unquote protagonists in GTA Five, right? And they were all men or niggas, so like <laughs> it didn't really change too much amongst like what the stories yeah. were for them. Yeah, but uh, if they have like a duality type of system, or like maybe even just 
this is her point of view and this is his point of view. All right. It should be interesting to see what we get because I know for the story mode of GTA, it's basically on like the first week. Like after right. that, I don't think a lot of people start to care about what happens because you have GTA Online. Mm-hmm. And then that's when everybody starts doing either their custom races or just doing crazy shit in lobbies and all that. So right. we'll see what happens with it. I'm excited. I feel like we could really see a big uh, big improvement, especially given what was shown from leaks. So right. hopefully it doesn't take too long, but I'm, I'm leaning more on that like five years just to be safe. Mm. Dog. If the leak, so I've, I've like, I'm a guy who spoilers won't ruin the entertainment for me. Like I'll still enjoy the ride dog based on the leaks. If they can execute, cause this is probably an old build from like a while ago. Cause, cause it's like, yeah, constantly updating. If this is indicative of what the final game will look like, I'm sold. They can sell me a pure pre-order today. I might even buy the collector's edition if they put one out, bro. Honestly, mm. that game it's it because like I've seen the recent PC upgrades of GTA roleplay. You know we've played on PS5 version of yeah. GTA Online. They are in their bag. the The thing that I noticed the most is how realistic the simulation looks and how that I can tell they already have the city scale massive. This game looks like it's probably going to be five times the size of GTA's map size. It looks incredibly huge. Like, it feels like a real city. Like, I've seen club scenes. I've seen driving scenes. This is going to be one of the most... It's like, if any developer does it, it's either like Naughty Dog or Rockstar who are going to create the most realistic simulation of life in video games because they are on some other stuff bro i'm talking about facial animations i'm talking about ambient stuff in the city like walking animations fighting shooting this game i'm already predicting this is probably gonna do 50 mil first year of sales without a doubt because they already did 100 plus with gta 5 this game is going to do like 50 mil out the gate, billion plus dollar revenue out first week. Like GTA 5 did, I think, billion overnight. This is going to be on that level. Yeah. I could feel it, bro. Like, I'm impressed. I'm like, this does, like, I saw some people online, like, oh, the game looks terrible. Graphics look terrible. Dog, the simulation aspects of this game are out of this world. It's insane, bro. Like, if you don't want to look at the leaks, that's cool. If you do, check out specifically if you want me i can send you specifically check out the one that is i think it's one of them i think it's both of them lucia and i can't remember the other guy's name for the other main character if you can watch them yeah one it starts with the j i feel like they walk through a bar and it's like a i think it's like a strip club and they talk to this one guy and just if if you want to watch that scene it doesn't really spoil anything but that scene can kind of give you like the ambience in the room, the lighting, the voice acting, the sound, the the clothes that they wear. Like I can tell, like not only is the main story going to hit like crazy, it's also going to be GTA online is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, bro. The scale, the size, the world. I'm proud of them. I just, 
I agree with you that the the leaks are going to delay the game. I saw that Jason Schreier, he said that the game was on track to be 2023 announcement, 2024, late 2024 release, and like the best case scenario. And in the worst case scenario, he was thinking like 2024 announcement, 2025 release. I would, yeah, I would probably add another year to that. Probably, we're probably not going to get the game until 2026 at this rate, which is, which is crazy because by that time, niggas could have kids and stuff. But, you know, I think because like the first game dropped when we was in middle school, this is crazy. (laughs) And then this game going to drop when we damn near 30, which is insane. So it's, it's surreal. Right. So it's like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm just hopeful that this will, you know, work out in the end and we'll get a good game. But it's also funny to see how a 17 year old, because apparently this dude is a menace and this is not his first hack. Like apparently mm. it's the same dude who hacked Uber like last week. And he just, he get, he get into it. He's getting into everybody's slack and just finessing these billion dollar companies for all they got. And he was already on that timing. And he he and his group of dudes got millions and millions of dollars in like crypto and all this stuff. Like he really liked that. So shout out to dog, man. Ain't no beef over here. Keep, <laughs> leave my IP alone, bro. Ain't no beef <laughs> over here, bro. This guy, he's nuts, bro. But like, you ain't got any final thoughts on that before you transition? Um, I'm just gonna say if they do keep up with this uh, trend right. of like getting leaked or just having shit be mm-hmm. more so like in pre-alpha, it's gonna take a while to get released. But right. it looks good. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. All right. So now. What what everybody's been waiting for. It's time to talk about the big dogs clashing. Okay. You feel me? As you know, Xbox in January of 2022 put a bid of $79 billion, technically 70, in order to purchase Activision Blizzard King. Since then, they've gone through a very long regulation process. And for the most part, it's been pretty smooth. Like they got through the first half. They did a lot of, of like preliminary stuff. They did a lot of PR and marketing. A lot like I saw that a lot of the publishers in gaming who were asked about the acquisition, whether it was competitive in gaming or it would ruin gaming. Like I saw Sega said no. EA was like, now we're cool. Ubisoft was cool. Anybody who was a gaming company who was asked about it, they're like, nah, they chilling. They can do whatever they want. But then Sony. Nintendo said it was cool too. They got the Sony. And in the last, like, month and a half, Sony's been on Xbox's head in terms of saying that the deal should not go through and that they feel that it w- it's bad for gamers. And recently, mm. president of, uh, I don't know if it's, I think he's president of PlayStation or just, like, the global gaming initiative that they have, Jim Ryan. He's recently been going on a lot of PR about, you know, just, and it's very centered around Call of Duty, but... He's basically okay. saying that, you know, because Xbox said that they didn't want to take Call of Duty off of any other platform. They wanted it to be everywhere and they didn't want it to be exclusive. And they were like, apparently, Phil Spencer at from Xbox sent over 
an agreement to PlayStation to let them know that, you know, PlayStation has a marketing deal with Activision for Call of Duty to be on their platform from until like 2024. So the next two games are required to be there because of the marketing agreement. Mm -hmm. Xbox said that three years after that agreement is done. So 2027 is when they would agree to have Call of Duty be multi-platform in the same capacity that it is right now. And Jim Ryan was like, we didn't find that adequate. You know, Jim Ryan has talked about how they, he doesn't feel that, you know, them owning them owning Activision would be good for gamers and that having control over a company that influential would be bad. And, you know, Phil Spencer mm. said some comments, but then the interesting thing is recently of last week, Satya Nadella, who is the CEO of Microsoft, he recently did an interview and he was talking about how if regulators are, if the regulation of this deal is supposed to be about creating fair competition in all forms of gaming, then let us compete. If it's about competition, let's compete. And basically what he was trying to say is, you know, we bought this team because we we were terrible in the Xbox One gen. And now we're trying to figure out ways for us to increase our business. If this is, an, if this is about competition, let us compete along with everybody. As PlayStation sits here and they do marketing deals and exclusive deals and they buy studios like Bungie and they work with all these talented developers as Tencent is buying stuff Embracer Group is buying stuff. EA EA almost got bought by Amazon a little while ago, where it, the deal didn't fell through. Ubisoft has a hostile takeover; is coming every other week. Like Ubisoft just got like, I don't know, hella bread invested into them from like Tencent or some company. So it's like, hmm. what are your thoughts on Xbox acquiring Activision, and do you believe that PlayStation's fears that it will inhibit competition do you believe those fears are warranted take the floor i feel like the main thing i was trying to figure out was why they would be so against it and then the mention of call of duty really solidified that because i think that's the only thing i can imagine that activision would start to be like more of a threat to be one console like uh affiliated with uh, I mean, they don't really have much else that I can see that would be limiting when right. it comes to like, oh, it's an exclusive to Xbox. So I feel like after this agreement of the 2024 uh, requirement of releasing Call of Duty on PlayStation, mm-hmm. anything after that, we just have to wait and see. I feel right. like the actual deal is decent. Um I don't think it's bad for gamers, especially given that we already had the idea of like console exclusives and like, especially with Xbox being more of like the, uh, I would say losing side of that. It would be interesting to see a flip and switch in that because we would really be thriving if something like Xbox got better games because right. PlayStation already has the exclusives. It has that idea of like more indie games that are fleshed out when in Xbox has like Game Pass and like other things that just are more so like these are games that are older that we want you to still be playing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, but also when you're like a console or like a company that wants to constantly make revenue when it comes to releasing their games and having 
new people start to be introduced to their console and buy it, it's not the best plan. Like overall, mm-hmm. you're going to start losing people because people are going to start going to other places or going to the console that has games they want to play. And hopefully with the uh, buying of Activision, it will become one of those consoles again or become a bigger staple within its uh, competitors. Now, you made a lot of good points. And I don't want to sit on my soapbox, but I'm going to step on that motherfucker real quick. All right, bro. I, just to get my biases out of the way, right? I am, like, if I was going to make a hierarchy, I definitely prefer my Xbox over my PS5, over my Nintendo Switch, right? But Mm -hmm. I play all three, and I enjoy games from all three. I am everywhere where the games are. I'm for the games. I'm a gamer first. I really don't care if Xbox stopped making Game Pass available, and if they stop having certain things that I like about their platform, I would would stop using them. You know what I'm saying? If Nintendo did a lot of things better, I would be over there more often, but... Yeah. This is not about that, all right? <laughs> this is about hypocrisy to me. And I think it's very okay. hilarious. I'm not going to be one of those people that are trying to play like the one-on-one game of, oh, they made yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake and it's supposed to be on Xbox mine now. Or they had Street Fighter V and they have all these JRPGs like Final, Final Fantasy fourteen, which a lot of the arguments really center around um, Japanese games, which is kind of funny. Mm. But in general, I just feel like PlayStation, the whole reason why you guys are as big as you are is because you guys understood something important was that Xbox at the time, because I did my research to kind of understand why. At the time, Xbox was almost destroyed as a company. Like, before Phil Spencer really got to make his mark on the company, the old CEO... Steve, I, he, I can't remember his name. It's like Steve Bannon or no, that's no, no, that's some Trump dude. I forgot. I'm talking about his name is Steve Ballmer. That's his name. The owner of the Clippers okay. now. Steve Ballmer and some other guys who were ahead of the Xbox kind of team under Microsoft. They were going to shut down Xbox at a point. And what PlayStation knew at their mind was that that means that they have very little funding, which is why Xbox had barely any exclusive that came out is because mm-hmm. they had no funding and they just man they, they just managed their teams terribly because of that lack of morale, that lack of funding, that lack of belief in the cause. PlayStation is very important to Sony. So Sony isn't going to spare no expense because and keep it a buck. PlayStation might be the only profitable sector of Sony. Like nobody, Sony makes TVs and cameras and they make mm-hmm. movies, but when was the last Sony movie that you watched that hit for real? Can't even tell you. Because Spider-Man is made by Marvel. Sony just collect a check now, off yeah. that. You know, but Sony understood that in order to win and be better was <laughs> we had to find exclusive content that nobody else wanted and we had to figure out ways to kind of retain our user base over time and have them spend more and more money. So Sony wanted to diversify. And at the time that meant exclusivity, you know, whether it's one year, two year, whether it's entire exclusivity, where they fund the entire project, whether that's marketing things, whether that's like extra destiny raids or whether that's call of duty betas coming to the platform first, PlayStation understood that in order to get consumers to use your, you know, your your console to use the things that you're creating to use the PSVR 
is we have to figure out a ways for them to use our console with exclusivity. And at the time, that meant those things. But now, as games become more expensive to make, that really means acquisitions. Because PlayStation has made plenty of them over the last two, three years. Whether it's Insomniac, whether it's Hazel or it's not Hayes, Haven Studios, whether that's um, Bungie, whether that's Deviation Games, whether that's all these studios where it's, you know, they understand that now more than ever, every game is either going to be a bust or a boom because there's no middle ground in our late stage capitalistic society. There's Everything is either huge success or it doesn't make a lot of money where it makes sense to make a sequel or continue to, you know, push forward for this game to do better. And so Xbox has now has the funding and they're realizing like, you know, why am I going to go hire 50 devs to kind of create a a skeleton of a good game, do a marketing ploy for two, three years so that we can hire up to like a hundred plus devs so that we can actually finish the game. And then, do all that just for um, a game that we don't know is going to actually make money or draw people in a game pass. Why not just look for teams that are established, that have culture, that have office buildings, that have IP and say, Hey, we'd love to allow you to keep making games like you are, but we'd love you to do that for our brand as partners within the company. I don't see a problem with that. And I actually think it's good because it actually draws in more people to gaming one, but it also Xbox is the only company in gaming that is trying to actually give more people money or not money, but more access to games with cloud, with game pass, with PC, Nintendo, not doing that. So we're not doing that. So why? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm just in my head. I'm thinking like, you know, at this point, Sony is really only like you were saying, it's really only for call of duty because call of duty is probably their biggest outside of maybe Fortnite. It's probably their biggest, live service moneymaker consistently every month, billions of dollars, right? So I get it. All that money now goes to Xbox, your direct competitor. And now it kind of changes the conversation in the room. But at the same time, that's competition. Sony, this is a time for you to look at Square Enix and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, yo, fam, listen, I know we've been doing this like a little on again, off again relationship where, you know, saying we kiss you on the neck a little bit, we rub on your body. And I, I, I spoil you every once in a while on your birthday. It's time for you to get in the household. You know what I'm saying? It's time for me to put a ring on it. Like, oh. they need to go ahead, drop whatever amount of money. Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 20? <laughs> Scrounge up the dollars. You know what I'm saying? Get that billion together. You know, I got it. I, if, if they if they ask me, I pay for it. You know what I'm saying? But all they need to do is hit, uh, hit up Square Enix and say, hey, look, they're trying to get Activision. Let's come together and actually work together exclusive, exclusively. And kind of get your your because Square Enix is no longer in the Western business at all. They're Japanese only yeah. now, so they need to just come together. It makes sense, and that's what competition feels like to me. Is your opponent does a a, a really heavy like you know what I'm saying? If you're boxing and Mike Tyson hits you with that right, man, it's time for you to center your feet, get your balance, and see what you can do to get him back. It's not about running to the ref and being like, yo, he hit me hard. And like, oh, my God. I, da, 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 da. No, just yeah. man up, woman up, get yourself right. Look at your moves and take it on the chin and move forward. Because when PlayStation was kicking Xbox back in, Xbox took it on the chin 
and look where they are now. PlayStation, take it on the chin and move forward because this is only going to help you get better. It's only going to help Nintendo get better. And that's where I leave it, bro. Anything you got to say on that? Nah, I think that pretty much sums it. I don't know what else they could really do right now, like right. for a countermeasure, but they need to figure that out. You know, I think I I know what they need to do. Hopefully, I think so. So, have you paid attention at all of how PlayStation has acted in the PS5 generation at all? With like promoting and stuff, not really. Just like um public perception and just decisions. Like, if I can just name some off the top of my head, right? Seventy dollar games, first major publisher to come out with seventy dollar games after being the most profitable publisher probably of the entire generation being the first to raise prices insane that's fucking wild <laughs> Wait, let that marinate let that marinate the company and we can even buy the console too that's the crazy right. part number two in revenue raise prices crazy right they didn't up until like really 2020 late 2021 early 22 they really ha- are just now getting games on pc but for the most part, most are, like they started off the generation saying Jim Ryan was like, we believe in generations. We're not going to we're going to have all of our new exclusives on PlayStation 5. But God of War, PS4, PS5 for Horizon Forbidden West, PS4, PS5, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, PS4, PS5. Um, What else? Ratchet and Clank, PS4, PS4. No, Ratchet and Clank is PS5 only. Um, yeah. There was one more, Gran Turismo, PS4, PS5. I'm pretty sure Forspoken is PS4, PS5. Like, there's a lot of games that they are, are not believing in generations. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, right, you got, like, Jim Ryan statements about gaming where, like, he looks like he has no idea how to con- how to connect with gamers at all. Everything he says contra- contra- contradicts, like, actions by the company. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's such a weird company that has done a lot of weird things. Like, they're almost Nintendo-like in the way that they kind of mm. screw over people and stuff like that. Like, even recently, I remember there was a developer on Twitter who made a thread. And he was like, you know, it's so hard to get visibility on PlayStation because of how they curate their store. You know, because PlayStation, they don't sell digital codes from other retailers or other things like that. Like if you want to get a digital game, it's PlayStation only. So like if a game, like if a game, like if, if a company, like say GameStop wants to have Horizon Forbidden West for $20 digital code, like you can, you can only get that deal from PlayStation, which is like, it kind of creates a monopoly on digital codes for the company. So they can raise prices similar to Nintendo where, however they want. And nobody's going to say nothing. Like you were saying, they raised the price of the console recently by $50 in every territory other than the West. It's crazy. So now PlayStation 5 is 550 bones. So technically like $600 because of taxes and fees and stuff, which is like insane to think about. And while they continue to make those mistakes, Xbox has tried. They haven't been perfect, but they've tried their best with Game Pass most of their exclusives are $60. Most of their games have really, really good porting to other avenues. Like, I know yeah. Minecraft games are everywhere. PC day and date. Game Pass yeah, day and date. Windows. 
right? And cloud too, like they got games on cloud. So it's like all PlayStation has to do is literally look at themselves and say, damn, let's get back to what got us in this position. And that's making great games that people want to play and giving as many people access to those games as possible. And, you know, putting the games first and they got a business, they got a business guy. Cause Sean Layden, he was a gamer. He's not there no more. Jim Ryan is a mm-hmm. businessman. He got them bread. He got, he, he getting them money. But at the end of the day, yeah. gaming is not about money and it's led by games, by gamers. And the most successful companies are led by people who game and who understand gaming. And that's why PlayStation needs to realize that one fire Jim Ryan, hire me. And then we can really go somewhere. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, That'd be an interesting uh, acquisition in themselves if they got yeah. the boy from, oh shit, pragmatic tokens, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely see. I don't know if they had any uh, agencies or like scouts, but right. shit, hit them up. <laughs> All right. So we're coming up on that hour. Let me know, yeah. you know, just like this to close out. What have you been playing? What are you looking forward to playing? And, you know, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, the only thing that I've been able to actually play right now is my mobile games, and it's only been Marvel Snap. <laughs> so I'm getting hyped. I'm getting hyped for that national uh, release. No, you trapped uh, in the Matrix, dog. 13 or 18th. I might be, but it's it's decent. Like it's a little fun game I do on the side. Nothing too crazy. Like it doesn't take that much time because I already understand. And he got your ele- elements in there. Uh, no, there's none. The only mm. aspect is cosmetic. It's purely cosmetic. You do everything else through uh, playing the game. There's a collector's level. And through upgrading All that right. by playing the game and doing challenges, you get more cards or more aesthetics, whether it's different card variants or card bags and stuff like that. So it seems mm. like a pretty good game. We'll see how the lifespan of it goes. Mm. Um, outside of that, I've just been looking at some of the demos, some of the newer games that are coming out, but I don't think anything's coming out anytime soon, especially given that like fall break is coming up for me too. So I'm hey, probably just going to stick with like, my... I have not tapped in on that. That's October or something. Tap in on that, bro. I don't even, I don't even remember hearing about it, but... It's like a I'll look at it. grotesque game. Oh, that's not me then, my boy. Not in it's, that it's lane. It's nasty, bro. It's, it's like... Very phallic like. Oh. Okay. But yeah, that's not me. We'll see what <laughs> happens though. What about you? I know you got that 2K recently. Man, listen. Like moth to a flame, I am back on 2K. Dog, I don't know what it is this year. I don't I don't spent listen, I don't spent $150 on the championship edition. I'm about to get my I don't mean oh listen. <laughs> Wait, listen, 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 listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on. It's because, right? I spent that 150 because they it came with uh the deluxe edition of the game, but it also came with NBA League Pass for a year. So I was like, I want to watch basketball, so I, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Animations are crazy. Design is crazy. I'm having a fun time. And I got that VC on me, so I'm eighty. I'm eighty overall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Early out the gate. Yeah. And then on the side, I've been playing all right, two games on the side. One is I've just kind of been every now and again going back to 
Breath of the Wild on my Switch, just like before bed, just trying to get ready for the second game. And I've been playing this game called Disco Elysium. Okay. And that game is, it's like weird and I I like it, but it's also like very off-putting, but yeah, Who's that's what I'm playing. Developer of that because it's not on a Purna, but it's similar in this in like the way um, that it's moving from what I've seen. Because it's kind of like oxen free, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. you have dialogue choices, but like there is actual gameplay mechanic to it. It's uh the way I would describe it is well, first off, it's definitely a PC first game. Yeah, it was. Bro, well, let's see who developed it. Uh, it's Zay, Z A dash U M. Never heard of it, but all right. It's Zay Zayum Studios, Zaum, Zaum Studios, Zaum Zaum. It's like a, it's like a European company. Oh, never mind. This is not the game I'm thinking of. My bad. I was in a whole different game. It's like a, you weren't far off with Oxenfree. It's not quite Oxenfree. It's more RPG focused. I would say it's like a, it's a story based game. You got your options. It's a, it's more of like a like a Monkey Island point and click, okay, puzzle, uh, you know RPG sim where it's like a detective game. Like after I played that furry game Backbone, I know I know the jokes. I wanted to get to another mystery game with dialogue choices. So that was a game that kind of drew me in. And it's it's fun in terms of, you know, you're going around and you have, vo- like, I don't know if he's schizophrenic, but you got voices in your head, like conscience, and all every voice has its own, like, unique characteristics. So some voices are, like, reason. Reason is very, like, whimsical and does stuff. And maybe I'm mischaracterizing these, but it's fun. It's a... It's yeah. a fun game, but it's definitely a game that you got to play and you can't play nothing else because it's so kind of like you got to focus. All right. But yeah, if, if you ain't got any other comments, where can the people find you? Uh, same socials, you know, Instagram, Snapchat. All right. If they really want to fuck with the kids, Spotify. Uh, for those, it's mostly just first name, last name. So Stefan underscore Frost. Spotify is a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just S H G R O S T. Uh, I usually try to make my playlist to something likable, but there is mm-hmm. very much uh, no cap on there. There's a lot of songs in them. So, yeah. <laughs> I got 10 hours of music on there. 24 hours in my Oh playlist, my yeah. God. You're a fiend. You're a fiend. <laughs> Hey man, you can just mess with me on IG, Nick. That can get you any to every other place. Just look me yeah. up on there. It's just Conville, C O N N V I L L E. And if you go on my Instagram, I have a link tree, so that can get you everywhere. But yeah, all right. That's been episode one, Pragmatic Tokens. It's Loki yeah. episode two. If we if we being honest with these niggas, but <laughs> let's cut it. Hey, cut the cut the. Hey, stop recording. <laughs> Oh my god!